It's another sad moment in our country's history. The 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, has yet again been indicted by the Biden DOJ, a political party in power that is now repeatedly using police force to indict and arrest and potentially eliminate its political opponents from competition. This is a politicized prosecution. It is a political persecution through prosecution. Now in a third indictment, just in a matter of months against the person who is still at present, the lead contender in the Republican primary for U.S. president. I want to be very clear. I am running for U.S. president in that same Republican primary. It would be easier for me if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. That's not how I want to win. This is not about politics to me. This is about first principles. We do not want to become a country where the party in power is able to use banana republic-like tactics to eliminate its political opponents. Yet I'm sad to say that's exactly where we are. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. I said this at the time. I've said it ever since then. I continue to say it today. I would not have made the same judgments that Donald Trump did in how he handled that day. But that's different from saying that he committed a crime. He did not. He specifically told the protesters that day to behave peacefully. The First Amendment in this country gives political protesters the ability to express themselves and their opinions freely. Donald Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. You want to know what was responsible? I said this in the days after January 6th, 2021, just as I say it today. Systematic, pervasive censorship in this country. That was after a year where we had told people across this nation that you had to stay locked down in your house, in your basement, and shut up, sit down, do as you're told. If you question that, you're racist, you're anti-science, your social media accounts were silenced. You had to stay home and locked down unless you were part of BLM or Antifa, Yikes. in which case it was perfectly fine Talk that to roam shit. the streets of this country and burn many of them Ramaswamy. That was the double standard that then applied and said that if you said the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, you were again a racist and had your internet accounts shut down. Yikes. You were then told you had an election where you could express yourself to put the right person in charge of fixing these problems. And Not instead, anymore. your accounts were suppressed if you sent a mere message saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story from the New York Post was real. You had your accounts locked. Even the New York Post had its own account locked. And if you repeatedly then tell people they cannot speak, that is when they scream. If you repeatedly tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And I think we are making a grave mistake in this country by trying to pin the blame for that at the feet of one man. If we refuse to learn our mistakes from, from our mistakes in the past, we are doomed to suffer an even worse fate in the future. I worry that will create a country where January 6, 2021, was a friendly parlay compared to what's actually to come. I'm running for president to make sure we don't march towards some kind of national divorce. But the first and most important step that we as candidates can take in this race is to speak and speak forcefully 
on the side of principle to say that even if we're competing against Donald Trump, as I am, I do not want to see him eliminated from competition <laughs> using these politicized <laughs> tactics. It is wrong for our country. It is wrong for our future. I call on my fellow candidates to condemn it. And I call on President Biden to do the right thing and drop these politicized charges. <laughs> You're right. That's going to be a first step towards uniting our country. That ain't going to happen. We in here, man. New time. Half time. And I already did something earlier this morning, but I'm back. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Oh, yeah, we back once again, man. I might do the same thing I did today or the same thing I did last night, today or tonight, depending on how the rest of the day goes. Okay? More information on the recent indictment of Donald Trump. The third indictment, but the second federal indictment. We're going to be talking about that. Taking a little break from the traditional red pill. Thank you. 
This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Once again, man, I'm back. Um, I was able to do an episode this morning, which was really good, straight to the point. I'm, I'm liking the format, and I was enjoying the rhythm because I was actually awake. Although I didn't get... Well, I slept... I don't know, man. Past couple days has been kind of weird because the days that I actually get a good amount of sleep or some of my slower days. And then the days where I get maybe five or six or even less hours of sleep than that are the days that go by fast. But anyway, I did something this morning, was able to share it by eight o'clock, which I'm proud of that. I liked it so much that I'm going to try to make that a routine and possibly just wipe out the idea of even doing... um a night show during the, the weekdays that I work for for a number of reasons. One, I don't want to get burned out. I don't want to get burned out from doing this. And when I'm home, because today I just kind of been moving around, uh, carrying tables and chairs and desk and all this shit. So I've been doing a good amount of lifting and cardio, just moving around. So by the time I get home, I'm really just in relaxed mood. And even last night, being able to record, even though it was almost eight o'clock by the time I recorded, I went home and pretty much took like a three hour nap and I was just good. But I don't know. uh, I'm going to try to keep up with the mornings and put together at least a 35 to 45 minute episode during the weekday in the mornings. And then do my afternoon episode like I'm doing right now. And it's actually 12 on the dot. I made sure I started this a lot earlier because there's a lot of things that I want to discuss. And I've just been kicking ass and lifting and doing all this shit all day. So I I might as well reward myself um, by recording earlier. But y'all already know Jersey Judah and I'm back. With another episode and another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Let me see. Oh, clarity. Let me let me make sure my clarity is down because uh, the sound was too clear. I'm not even joking. Y'all probably don't even notice the difference with the sound, but I'm going to try to keep things how I usually keep it to prevent, you know, 
my phone from crashing because that, that happens a lot. That happens often. Well, not a lot, but often. And we don't want that to happen because we're already 12 minutes in with the episode. We went through a vivid, uh, vivid uh, Ramaswamy talking about the Trump situation. Now, I can give you guys my honest opinion about it. Yes, he's kissing up to Trump, but for good reason. All right. He's pretty much looked at as one of the top guys that if Trump was, you know, was knowing about what's going on in his party, he would see that this guy would be a potential vice president. Um, I I still got hopes for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as vice president, believe it or not. But that's a, you know, different topic. Um, Trump indicted the third time. I don't know too much about it. I just knew that when it was mentioned again, I knew it was going to happen again. So uh, another situation, another mini series, another edition of I told you so. But I've said this back when um, they were trying they went, when they indicted him the first time. And I said, if they weren't able to get anything to stick on them, then they're in a world of trouble because it would only wake up the people who are noticing now the so-called witch hunt that has taken place. But yeah, pretty sure we got Benny Johnson. Pretty sure. We sure do. Let me get rid of that. Uh, uh, I'm just pronouncing it how it's spelled. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy um, video. I want to delete that since we already went over it. Figured it would be an interesting way to start off the podcast. But now... I have to, first of all, put my auto-rotate on. That's number one. Two, rotate my phone. Three, go through this video called uh, Biden indicts Trump for practicing, quote-unquote, free speech on January the 6th. Let's see what this shit is all about. And without further ado, because this is a long video, I don't think we're going to go through all 23 minutes. But it's a possibility. Let's see what we can do. The timing of this indictment was coordinated to take the heat off Biden. This is the third time this has happened. You ready? On March 17th, Hunter admitted the laptop was his. And on the very next day, Trump received word Alvin Bragg was indicting him in New York. On June 8th, an FBI document broke that Ukraine paid Biden a $5 million bribe. And the next day on June 9th, Biden's DOJ indicts Trump on the Mar-a-Lago documents. Yesterday, on July 31st, a Biden insider told Congress that Biden spoke with Hunter Biden's business partners dozens of times. And Hunter was paid handsomely to get his dad to fire the prosecutor in Ukraine. And then today, August 1st, Biden's Justice Department indicts Trump on January 6th charges. Bet there's a folks eating from a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. All right, we're going to skip this little intro, I guess, that's for the beginning, for obvious reasons. And I, and I really don't like that song anyway, so I'm a little biased. 
officially what we all assumed was going to happen in Washington, D.C., the cesspool, the festering swamp, the boil that needs to be lanced in America. They went to a D.C. jury. Remember, D.C. voted for Joe Biden 98 percent for Joe Biden. Of course. They went to a D.C. jury and they wrote this. Come on, man. Where is the establishment again? Am I slow? Washington, D.C.? And you know what's crazy? And this is how politics works, and this is how the establishment works. Under the Bush era, it was it was the same way before the Republicans. But they were all establishment. Seething, hyperventilating, postmenopausal fan fiction not fit for the New York Times editorial pages. It reads like a freshman liberal arts student at Brown writing seething about how much they hate Donald Trump. This is an unbelievable, fraudulent filing here. I mean, it is so thin, it is so despicable, and it is so destructive to our First Amendment. So they finally charged Trump. All right, what they charge him with, I'll, I'll, I'll stop for a second and actually read you the news, but then I got a lot to get to here. You're gonna be, truly, this is the moment that the ride breaks. Okay, we have been on a clown car for a long time. It's been going up and down, and there's going to become a moment where there's the, the 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 ride ultimately breaks, and this is the breaking of the ride because Donald Trump is effectively being charged for free speech. Donald Trump charges conspiracy to defraud the United States. Why he's the president, you dumbasses? Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Well, he was the president, and he's speaking at the White House, so he's not allowed to speak at the White House while president. You. Jacket. Obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. What? Nobody's ever wow. even, how is that even real? Conspiracy. And now this only this only verifies in my mind. I'm not saying that this is like an actual thing, but enough people were talking about it. I believe Benny Johnson was one of those people, or at least had an interview with somebody who was apparently there, who was a former quote unquote former agent said that he recognized other people there that he used to work alongside with when everything was going down. So what have they not orchestrated towards Donald Trump going forward? Would this really be much of a surprise to say that they set all this shit up to try to get him somewhere along the line in the future? Because maybe they knew that this guy was going to was going to run because the laws, the L, the L was almost like unrealistic. It's like you really sit back and you go, wait, this many people voted for Biden over Obama? Interesting. Against rights. So wait, they're going to charge Donald Trump under a rights act that was passed. This was passed in the 1860s. Got it? Oh, man. This seething, despicable document, if you actually took put a red line through everything in the document that is protected by the First Amendment, then you would essentially just have a Mad Libs. That's what you would have. There's a man who, who back in the day, and I just want to touch on this because I think it's very poignant. Back in the day, Elon Musk prophetically said, in the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party. 
but it has become the party of division and hate, and I can no longer support them. I will vote Republican. Now watch their dirty campaigns against me unfold. Elon Musk called it. Elon Musk was right. So now what are we looking at? We are looking at the legal experts that I sincerely appreciate and uh, who are friends of my show. Brett Tolman is a wonderful one. Brett Tolman worked with the DOJ for the better part of 30 years saying, I've read the new indictment twice. It's criminalizing free speech, period. Free thought, legal, right or wrong positions and disinformation. It's also shockingly manipulative of the statutes and theories which require enormous legal wrangling. The people are ripping this thing to shreds. Donald Trump's attorney went and ripped this thing to shreds. Listen. The special counsel said you've read the indictment. Your client's been talking about it uh, quite a bit today on Truth Social. Your thoughts on this? It's a terribly tragic day that we find ourselves in where political speech now has been criminalized where an existing Justice Department, Merrick Garland, has a boss, his name is Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's running against Donald Trump and losing currently. And now we have that Justice Department indicting President Trump for actions that he took as the executive, as the chief executive of the United States with respect. For the second time, by the way. Let's not forget, this is the second, um, you know, federal federal this is the second uh federal indictment and just at a time where like he explained it it doesn't take uh rocket science quantum physics it takes none of these things to realize oh wait he is running at this time oh wait he is the top of his party and he's just out doing biden right now when it just comes from the popularity I mean, when's the last place where Biden just walked in and people went crazy and people were cheering for Joe Biden? You don't see it. On the other hand, even when it comes to Robert F. Kennedy, another another popular figure of, of the Democratic Party, he's out there, he's out and about, right? He's really reaching out to the potential voters. He has more enthusiasm because of his family. And I think he's he's more passionate than someone like Joe Biden or anybody else, for that matter, in this current Democratic Party that's currently going on today. Um, they've turned their backs on most of the people that supported them, including the blacks, mostly blacks. <clears throat> they have this threshold or they have this stronghold, I should say of black support um, for generations, for decades. Um, And the thing about it is there's no real progress for the so-called progressive or there's no community for the so-called communists. They've destroyed their own communities. They've destroyed their own culture. They incorporate diversity, which gets rid of your personal beliefs how you were raised just to accept somebody else who doesn't give a fuck about you. And y'all signed up for it. When guys like Bill Maher or other guys start talking about how the wokeness and the wokeism is out of control, they were the ones that were greenlighting it before 
and criticizing a lot of the conservatives for bringing this shit up nearly a decade ago. So it's very funny when you, when you see the way that and I think I mentioned this before when Undead Chronic was going over uh, Brittany Venti, where in 2014, if you were like anti-feminist, right, you would be put in just the category of you would have to be red pill and red pill has to be misogyny and misogyny has to be all men. And that was sort of the, the narrative back in 2014. As time progressed, and now, like, easily in the 2020s, it just became extremely aggressive where how women have just this level of hatred and anger towards men because the only thing that they see is their influencers with their money, their cars, and they just want a man to provide that for them. You know, granted, they want equal pay, but they're not willing to do equal work. They're not willing to do riskier things, you know, climb a ladder, um, you know, deal with uh, dirt, deal with feces, deal with blood, you know, uh, bodily fluids, right? They're not willing to do that, but they want equal pay. And their equality really just goes in the lines of a man having to tone down everything, including his content and what he talks about because of this fear of disappointing a woman. I can give two fucks, all right? What I say needs to be said, and it needs to be said, it needs to be said the way that I choose to say it. If not, someone else, someone else would say it, or no one else would say it. Public policy matters. So now we have the criminalization and the weaponization of public policy and political speech by one political party over another. Now, this is very important, this point, which is that they are attempting to criminalize something that Democrats have engaged in their entire, my entire adult life, okay? So ever since George H.W. Bush, a correction, ever since George W. Bush has and was elected in 2000, the year 2000. Democrats have been saying loudly and on the record, Al Gore starting the chorus, but John Kerry joining in, Hillary Clinton obviously joining in, Kamala Harris joining in, Democrats on the record saying that elections were stolen from them. Here's Jimmy Carter doing it. You're gonna have to build more jails. This is a 10 minute video, I'll play it at the end of the video. Here's 10 minutes of Democrats. Well, you know, Kerry and Bush, they were both uh, skull and bones, so. Bush is no superhero. I'm sorry, H.W. R.W. Bush. They're no superheroes, in my opinion, in my book. Um, they're just as much as the establishment as the rest. They're just, you know, borderline rhino Republicans. Doing exactly what they're trying to put Donald Trump in prison for for 55 years. It would be 55 years. Yikes. With Donald Trump in prison it's for over. 55 years Eliminated. for the rest of his life, Donald Trump. In the 70s, this would be the rest of Donald Trump's life. Eliminated. I'll play you 10 minutes of Democrats <laughs> contesting elections. Eliminated. Just in case you wonder what the point of the, what they are doing right now is. Do, uh, Joe Biden was asked about Donald Trump running one year ago, and Joe Biden's answer is, we have to demonstrate that he will not take power. If he does run, we have to make sure that the efforts of the Constitution 
does not become the next president again under the legitimate efforts of the Constitution, does not become the next president again. These are, these are not like normal words for a person to say. And so you need an abnormal legal theory in order to get to a place where you could guarantee that someone will not become president as president. Doesn't make any sense. Check this out. Free speech has been indicted. Read the section of the indictment. It acknowledges that Trump has the right to say, even falsely, the results of a fraudulent election and claim that he won the election. That is protected by the First Amendment. But the indictment then says he can't lie about the election fraud. So they must prove that Trump didn't believe his speech at the ellipse on January 6th. And then I would think they'd need to indict every politician who lies, need to build more jail cells about the election results. Clinton, Kerry, Abrams, so on and so forth. Stacey Abrams still thinks she is the governor of Georgia to this very moment. The DOJ has criminalized politics and because it is who decides what the truth is, criminalized free speech. So we now officially have a ministry of truth. George Orwell was a prophet, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, one of our favorites is Jonathan Turley, who had the indictment read to him live on air, Fox News by Jesse Waters. Listen to this, it is hysterical and sad at the same time. Federal government from functioning, isn't that literally the Republican Party platform to, to reduce the ability of the federal government from functioning? And then they say, it's a crime to ask Pence not to certify? I wonder if Pence would agree that that was a crime. Uh, apparently, the campaign managers told the defendant, Donald Trump, he had a 5 to 10% chance of, of winning these challenges, but he still fought on, the indictment said. How dare he? With 5 to 10% chance, I wonder what the guys in Vegas would say. You now have suspicious activity in Philadelphia, Detroit, and Arizona and Nevada. They're going to have to litigate suspicious election activity in all of those states. They're gonna be presenting evidence, the defense is gonna be presenting evidence. And then the prosecution is gonna to have to knock that down. We're gonna relitigate all of these deep blue Democrat districts Not over point. the entire country Not in point. court <laughs> in 2024 in an election year. That's really, do you think that's healthy for the country, Jonathan Turley? And do you think that's a road that Democrats want to go down to defend the integrity of Philadelphia's election security? And then they're saying, the, Trump said the voting machines weren't secure. Again, we're going back to voting machines at trial in court in an election year. We're gonna bring in voting machine executives who explain everything's fine and then they're up on cross-examination. We're gonna go through that again, Jonathan Turley. And, and, and then lastly, they're saying lying about an election is illegal. Well then Hillary, lock her up. John Kerry too. Damn. There you go, John Kerry too. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, Democrats know exactly what they're doing Savage. here. Charlie Kirk writing. Democrats, deep down, the small ones know that they are creating a beast on the right. And that we will return the favor and put their leaders in jail fighting fire with fire. It won't happen overnight. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And I'm glad he mentioned that. He mentioned it quickly. Just to, just to remind people, very quick though. It's not going to happen overnight. And it ain't even going to happen over a year. Let's just be real with you. Let's just be real. It's like look at look at the Biden situation and look at the Republicans and they all meet up and they talk about he should be indicted on this and he should be indicted not indicted um impeached. So used to talking about Trump being indicted. And then you see the real person who needs to be indicted, the real person who's in power 
with all this corruption and just a bad name being ignored. They've written off Hunter Biden as this man with a severe issue. And how dare we judge a person for what a person's going through? Anyone um, autonomy, right? Because, you know, these are, you know, politicians, right? So you got to handle the politicians with kid gloves. But Joe Biden was also the same one that was very heavy on the drug laws, the crime bill and incarcerating people with crack cocaine, a small possession of crack cocaine or any possession of crack cocaine is as a possession of crack cocaine. Let's just be honest. But giving people five years mandatory jail time for possession. And then here he has a son that's a fucking crackhead smoking crack. Absolutely despicable. Ugh. Trifling, dude. Disgusting. They know it won't end well for them. They'll do it anyway because they cannot see past the current moment. Orange man bad. These people have been broken by Donald Trump. They were they had a psychotic break. Sixteen. <laughs> they believe they were going to win forever. They believe that Hillary Clinton was a goddess who had alighted upon this earth in order to take the crown of the queen and shatter their glass ceiling. And that shameful broke them Despicable. forever. They've never, they'll never recover. Vivek Ramaswamy, of course, meeting the moment here as he does, saying that he will pardon Trump. Corrupt federal police won't stop until they've achieved their mission, eliminate Trump. This is un-American. I commit to pardoning Trump for this indictment. Donald Trump isn't the cause of what happened on January 6th. The real cause is systemic and pervasive censorship of citizens in the years leading up to it. If you tell people they can't speak, that's when they scream. If you tell people they can't scream, that's when they tear things down. If we fail to admit the truth, January 6th will be a preview of far worse if we don't see how we got there. Yeah, so Vivek Ramaswamy uh, delivering precisely what the American people need to hear right now, uh, along with Donald Trump, who delivered this statement just seconds ago. Dark place right now. But even after everything the deep state has done to me, I will never give up on America. Mark my words, in 2024, we will win back the White House. We will make America great again. I have no doubt about it. They come at me from left, they come at me from right. The rhinos, the communists, the Marxists, the fascists. We will not only survive, we will be stronger than ever before. We're fighting a fight like nobody ever thought possible, and we're winning. We won in 2016, we had a rigged election in 2020, but got more votes than any sitting president. We're going to win like never before, and we're going to make America great again. I can truly say, I believe, better than ever before. Thank you for all of your support and for all of your prayers. Donald Trump's statement there. And ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, 
they, the, the literal legal theory that they are going with here is that Donald Trump doesn't have a right to free speech to contest an election. Go ahead and watch Democrats doing that for quite a long period of time. How many of them will go to prison? Don't hold your breath. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Could you be my vice president? <laughs> now, keep in mind, that was Charlemagne the God talking about Donald Trump. And let me just tell you how just uneducated these Negroes are. He was against... Donald Trump is saying that he didn't fairly get elected, which is, you know, a typical Democratic, just liberal lunatic mindset, basic strategies. And what ends up happening is he sided with Joe Biden, had the interview. And then, you know, he was asking Joe Biden some questions because he wanted to know about what Joe Biden was actually going to do for the blacks and Joe Biden simply told him if you haven't if you having a problem or having a hard time trying to figure out whether to vote for me or Donald Trump then you ain't black and he said it just like that <laughs> it was great I remember when he first said it man I, I howled for at least five minutes just a five minute outwardly laugh like it was it was terrible and then by the end of that, if you guys remember, I did an episode about Charlemagne the God denouncing the Democratic Party. So he just went full, just went full 180. And then you had uh, Kodak Black talking about how he's supporting Trump because Trump was the one that pardoned him and pardoned Lil Wayne and pardoned uh, the bitch from Rock Nation. So. That, that, that takes care of that right there. So that's more proof that, you know, Donald Trump's a racist. Because what other, you know, white supremacists, because that's normal, right? White supremacists pardoning blacks, let alone gangster rappers. Like, yeah, that's just normal. Sure. All right. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put in the office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, <laughs> although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect. Well, what do they consider legitimate? You see, you got to ask yourself this question. Because it's easy for all you sheep out there, you sheeple seals, you all clap like seals, right? Y'all not really thinking, like, what do they mean by legitimate? Are they talking about establishment? I'm just I'm just saying. Because by that sense, no, Trump is not Trump is not a uh, establishment type of president. Nor will he nor will he ever be. He may comply to certain extents, but he ain't he ain't he ain't giving into that shit. DeSantis, he's capable. Biden, you already see what Biden's doing. But even on the even on the opposing end, 
DeSantis is able to probably get away with doing that. I don't think the people really care much for DeSantis. Maybe people in Florida do, but then again, he's a governor running for president. Governors that run for president typically uh, don't do that great, do they? From what I remember, I don't I don't know that 100%. I'm black and I'm slow. But anyway, let's get back to it. <laughs> you said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. Damn, these people were really like, and these are some treacherous, devilish bastards. I'm telling you, they were all connected. They're all connected to this little fucking Kabbalah of destruction and chaos. And like I said, they're all they're all just, you know, being handed a script. I mean, these are actors. All right. These are entertainers. So they can easily play a role. They can act it out well. They can they can get you invested in it. They do it when it comes to get you into the box office. All right. Uh, uh, purchasing tickets, seeing their films. They have a way of advertising themselves. Right. So who's to say? And I felt the same way. And this is like this is just when I kind of realized how crazy the world really was. When the cough, cough lockdown was going on three years ago. And when you watch television, you've seen like Saturday Night Live and everybody was in. Um, it was not Saturday Night Live. It was like talk shows and everybody had their little Zoom. They had their like little Zoom uh, chat channels and it would just be it would just be so bad, so poorly organized they weren't like the people that did it. They're just not naturally funny. They need writers and they need people to write shit for them. And it's just embarrassing. It's like, you see what these guys are really like without a script. It's not good. It's not entertaining. It's not box office. It's not award winning. It's despicable. One thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. And and look and look what the fuck took place after that. Right. Before before the cough, cough lockdown. Look what the fuck happened after that. Black folks that talk bad about Trump, they talk bad on an emotional level because they got their emotions from the white liberals. All y'all bitches got to do is watch The View, and it's like game over. These bitches are forever lost, forever liberal. You can't do nothing to save them. It's just illegitimate garbage. Um, and, they, and, they're sta- and they stand on it. That's the crazy thing. They actually stand on the lies. Oh, you know, Trump was dealing with the Russians and shit. So what's the difference of Trump dealing with the Russians, even if this was a case, right? What would be the problem of Trump dealing with the Russians, still not giving Russians any money, still saying, hey, you on your own when it comes to shit, but we fuck with y'all. Then Joe Biden for the Ukraine and giving Ukraine millions of dollars and millions of uh, millions of dollars worth of ammunition. What's the fucking difference? 
well, one end, there's evidence now and leaked audio of, you know, Big Papa Bump, uh, Big Papa Pump. You know what I mean? Big Papa Pump Joe Biden, the big homie, dealing with these niggas in, uh, in the Ukraine for a hot minute. They're trying to get Trump on taking documents. And it's been on record, allegedly, that Biden's been taking documents since he was vice president, which which is actually illegal. But because, you know, the Department of Justice, you know, they're in during his pocket a bit, you know. This is why Trump has gotten indicted twice federally. It's, uh, you know, just goes to show you how far they will go politically. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is a legitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. Oh, there absolutely shit. is a cloud of illegitimacy. Blatant, so that legitimacy is- Blatant lies. Blatant lies. And this is how they get, this is how they get everyday people the normies right the butter on toast type guys guys are weird man just weirdos y'all believe this shit and hey this this known whoever the fuck these goofy politicians today they're an embarrassment you know it and I know it I know legitimately a, a handful of of people, black and white, that would be better politicians than most people in this country. And I've and I've had conversations with them about about certain things. And they tend to be more, I would say, fair, center. Some of them, some of them left, but even them, they're they're more tolerable. They have more sense. They understand why there's conservatives. Like, I understand why there's liberals being a conservative today, right? Because that lifestyle, even even liberal, the liberal lifestyle is kind of like wasteful, right? It's less sending, it's less, it's less saving, more spending, less studying, more partying. And it's an abundance of distractions. But those distractions to some may be good, but those distractions come at a cost. It's like a person who escapes with just drugs will later on depend on those drugs in order to feel that they can move forward in whatever they got going on, right? That same mindset, I mean, depending on how you look at politics and shit, like me personally, I look at it, I don't look at the... Democrat and Republican side of it more than the conservative and liberal side of it. And I think the conservative and liberal side is just everyday people, common people, and breaking down to what their beliefs are. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with how a person's raised because certain situations and certain environments can, in fact, um, change a person's perspective without changing the person entirely okay but who knows the shit today though these people it's just like you're either left or right in a lot of cases and the reason i say that not on behalf of the right but 
the left and how they would look at even uh, Democrats or liberals who don't go along with the woke bullshit, they'll just consider them conservatives anyway. So it doesn't matter uh, how a person would view anything going on. I know a lot of people that aren't Republican, that don't really care much about the Republican Party, but they understand why a lot of people voted for Trump. And I would say out of five of those people, three of them are for sure voting for Trump going forward. I just know they are. But even the people who kind of like, they acknowledge the fact that he has momentum that most of the politicians never had. They never had this the, the momentum that Donald Trump has. Um, on behalf of him as an entertainer, yeah, that has something to do with it. On behalf of the business aspect, that has something to do with it. Um, you know, he's he's been known and idolized before stepping into office. So once he stepped into office, people expected him to fail and people really expected it to just be a gimmick. Not knowing that he was talking about this shit for like 30 plus years. About possibly running for president and shit like that. But, you know, better late than never. And um, I'll be the one black person to say it. Uh, we need the other white man back as soon as possible. All right. As soon as possible. Question. Yes. So that was a very tainted election. And, and in that sense, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen yeah. drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. I wonder. Because I know that in all actuality, she knew that she got beat fair and square. But I just wanted to know, in her mind, did she expect everybody to just go along with that and just pretend that that's the reason why Trump won? It wasn't because of Trump's popularity at that point. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with the debates, right? That 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 never took place because he just wiped the floor with this bitch in the debates, man. Trump was cold with it. I have to give it to him. Even when I wasn't fucking with him, I knew nothing about him. Not to say when I say I wasn't fucking with him, it just meant I knew nothing about him in order to fuck with him. So I didn't like him or dislike him. But it was like 2018. I went back just bo- out of boredom one night. I was like, I wonder what, I wonder what the fucking debates was like. And boy, I'll tell you, it was one of the most entertaining debates I've ever seen in my life. She, she as a established political figure, I mean, let's be honest here, going against, just by default, even from the time going forward, he was going to be the anti-establishment type of president. And I think many, many people on the right who were kind of like fed up with politics in general, they were the ones that hopped on the shit earlier on because they already knew what he was about. Other people were still kind of confused about whatever racism or whatever story media tells them. 
about racism that involves Trump, which never existed. I mean, it's fucked up to say it because, like I mentioned, I think I mentioned this a while back, even two episodes ago, maybe. You know how every president, they say every president, including um, Barack Obama, has a bloodline of previous slave owners, people who've own slaves were in the families of these presidents excluding Donald J. Trump. So the president (laughs) that was considered the racist, the white supremacist, they made the story about his uncle or his father being in the Klan. All these people are fucking sick, disgusting, despicable beings, man. To have someone's family, to have dirt thrown on someone, someone's family over false, that's, that's the lowest, that's, that's as low as you can go. I mean, really, to call anybody a racist, a person that you don't know personally, even just off of what somebody says. You know, I've heard people say a lot of fucked up shit about different people. I never looked at them as a racist. This includes what white people, what this includes what black people say about whites, what black people say about Hispanics, what Hispanics say about whites, what whites say about Hispanics, what whites say about blacks. I don't look at that as a definite, oh, this guy's a racist situation. I don't. But other people do, you know, to each his own. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> and the Russian attempt to have, to have the election, and frankly, the FBI is weighing in on the election, I think make the, make, makes his election illegitimate. There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed. History will discover. You know, what's always interesting. And this kind of separated Trump from the establishment. You notice how all these celebrities and politicians can outwardly say things like the election was rigged and Russia had something to do with this, had something to do with that versus Donald Trump 2020. One person, because nobody else, I mean, there were a couple politicians that just wanted to get some wiggle room before the next cycle of the elections when it comes to being, you know, city officials and things like that. They may be braggadocious and step out and do some shit like that to try to get an endorsement, in other words. But um, you don't really see that 2020. Like they're, they're, They're now trying to incriminate him over this. Um, Hillary Clinton and all these other people, nothing happened to them. And they were blatantly spreading lies and propaganda. But you don't win by three million votes and have all this other shenanigans stuff going on and not come away with an idea like... Whoa, something's not right here. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference. And now we need to know know, to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with the Russia. He knows he's an illegitimate president. So, of course, he's obsessed with me. All broads. I believe that it's a guilty con. All broads. Notice that? 
all broads on this one. Despicable. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. And Al Gore won that election. I think he won anyway. Actually, I think I carried Florida. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. If all the votes were counted. Deja vu. Bizarro world. <laughs> well, what do you know, right? Typical hypocrisy. That Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be back in office. I come from Florida, where you and others participated in what I call the United States coup d'etat. There's no doubt in my mind that Al Gore was elected president. I rise to object to the fraudulent 25 Florida electoral votes. I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct. The chair was provided. It is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count. The Supreme the, uh, Court, not the people of the United States, decided this election. Speaking to a Democratic group in Chicago Tuesday, he made it clear he thinks Al Gore was the winner. The time it was over. Our candidate had won the popular vote, and the only way they could win the election was to stop the voting in Florida. Catherine Harris, Jeb Bush, Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results. Al Gore would be president. The Supreme yeah, Court elected Gore. Yeah. Al Gore won the state of Florida. Now, think about this shit, man. Even the speculation of this going on, this was already a test on democracy as we know it. We just haven't gotten a full this is this is like the full Monty was the 2020 election, in my opinion, where things were kind of just in your face where, yeah, things could have things kind of look suspicious. But how dare you expect, you know, any sort of corruption involved in the last election, you know, with dead relatives voting and whatnot? Like, you know, how dare you? But who knows? Right. Wink, wink. Thousand, although not the presidency. But the Supreme Court tampered. That's a large charge. The Supreme Court stopped the counting of the votes, and if they let the count go on, Al Gore would have got the necessary votes. The Supreme Court selected George W. Bush as the president. He was not elected. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. What I observed uh, as a voter, as a citizen of Illinois, four years ago were troubling evidence of the fact that not every vote was being counted. Wow, Barack Obama back in the day. Bush won the election uh, in 2000 against Al Gore because I, th- I think he probably lost Florida and also that nationwide. If you invite me back on this show in about eight weeks, I think you're going to learn that Al Gore actually did get all the votes there. The court has been thwarting formation of the popular will. The most spectacular example being Bush versus Gore, where the majority by a 5-4 vote enjoined the counting of more than 100,000 ballots in Florida and essentially gave America its first court-appointed president. I think in 2000, everybody thought, well, he did win the election, Al Gore. After the election, when you stole the election, you came back here and said, get over it. No, we're not going to get over it. You know it. I know it. They know it. We won that election. Constantly shifting vote tallies in Ohio. Wow. All those Democrats up in arms about an election. You know... That's interesting, right? (laughs) 
That's strange. And malfunctioning electronic machines, which may not have paper receipts, have led to additional loss of confidence by the public. The right to vote has been stolen from qualified voters. In 2004, the democratic process was thwarted. The 2004 presidential election in Ohio was riddled with unnecessary problems. Some machines malfunctioned, causing votes to be counted more than once, or not at all. Based upon an inordinate number of allegations suggested... Once again, man, that sounds very familiar. Sounds like a certain uh, type of uh, voter counting uh, machine that was taking place the last election. Gross voting rights violations and misconduct. I join with my colleagues in objecting to counting the state of Ohio's electoral votes. As in 2000, the votes of many who wanted to vote were not, in fact, counted. This last Friday night, I, I arranged to meet Senator Kerry at a fundraiser to give him a copy of my book. He told me he now thinks the election was stolen. The wife of John Kerry said she has lingering doubts about the legitimacy of the election. Her theory goes like this. Two brothers, she calls hard right Republicans, own 80% of voting machines in the U.S. Therefore, it would be easy to hack into the mother machines that control the electronic voting. There were numerous irregularities in Ohio, including large percentages of rejections of provisional balloting, problems with voting machines. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. There are still legitimate concerns over the integrity of our elections. I agree with tens of billions of Americans who are very worried that when they cast the ballot on an electronic voting machine, that there is no paper trail to record that vote. The numerous irregularities that occurred with the electronic voting machines in Ohio on November the 2nd of last year Something to also notice, and you know, maybe it's just me, and it seems that person made a good point. You ever notice you don't get like a receipt? You'd think if you would vote for somebody, right, you would get a receipt of your name or at least something of your name, something of your social security number, something that verified that you voted for the person that you voted for. Just a question. Because if you just vote electronically, then they can kind of take that and do whatever the fuck they really want with it. If we're being realistic versus something that you can kind of have stamped and have literally like a receipt or like a little ticket that that told you or it shows who you voted for. I don't know. Point to an unresolved national crisis. We cannot declare that the election of November 2nd, 2004 was free and clear and transparent and real. There must be independent testing of the voting machines used in Ohio. I'm not confident that the election in Ohio was fairly decided. We know that there was substantial voter suppression and the machines were not reliable. The members of Congress who have brought this challenge are speaking up for their aggrieved constituents, many of whom may have been disenfranchised in this process. Treating today's electoral vote count in Congress as a meaningless ritual would be an insult to our democracy unless we register our own protests against the obviously flawed voting process that took place in so many of our states. Voters who wish to cast a vote for president or vice president can't approach the polls with certainty 
that their vote will be counted. One of the most significant problems in Ohio and in many other states was the lack of measures to ensure the integrity of electronic voting machines. In 2004, there it is. They, like, like once again, there's no. It's never really a sure thing now, isn't it? And I didn't know this shit was going on. At this time, I was just growing up. They're talking about 2004. I was a, a junior in high school, man. So I, I didn't really know about all this shit. Caused Democratic voters in Ohio to wait for eight hours before they could cast their ballot. Yikes. They turned the Department of Civil Rights and the Justice Department into the Voter Suppression Division with voter ID laws, voter purging, voter caging, voter intimidation. There aren't going to be any more election stealings. And despite the final tally and the inauguration and the situation we find ourselves in, I do have one very affirmative statement to make. Without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. You refuse to concede and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. It's clear. I think that Stacey Abrams' election is being stolen from her. It was not a free and fair election. Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. But will I say that this election was not tainted, was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. Wow. Spicy. Well, 